friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, just as a reminder, we have a fun giveaway of the official Friends collection from Fisher Price of Little People. Head to our Instagram to get the specifics of the giveaway. Enter yourself in, share it with your friends and family, and um, we can't wait to see the outcome of who we get to give these five giveaways to. So excited. Um, so yeah, episode recap. Let's do it. Yeah. So this week we watched season seven, episode four, titled The One with Rachel's Assistant, which aired on October 26th of 2000. This was written by Brian Boyle, and it was directed by our very own David Schwimmer. When Rachel, oh. when Rachel is promoted, she gleefully considers hiring an inexperienced hunk as her executive assistant. And in a free-for-all tell-all game, Chandler and Monica expose humiliating secrets from each other's past, as well as Ross. We'll we'll throw him in there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah good call. Um, yeah. So in the soft open. All the friends are gathered around in Monica and Chandler's apartment watching Mac and Cheese. And the friends are hating every second of this. It's bad. They keep giving each other like side eyes while they're watching. And the episode ends on a very bad joke. Joey's mom calls to talk about the episode. And while he's doing that off to the side in the kitchen, the friends recap with each other about what they just watched. And they're trying to find redeeming qualities about the show and then use those redeeming qualities to be the things that they parcel out and compliment Joey on. So the, yeah. the lighting, the, the outfits there, and there's things that some people have claimed that cannot be claimed by them again. Cause they used it last time. Like the friends are stretching here a little bit to try and be nice about it. And when Joey comes back after getting off the phone with his parents, who obviously loved it cause they're his parents, um, when he asks Phoebe, like, do you like it? And she does what she said she would do, push herself up against him because that is, she has nothing to say about it. So she's like, I'll just, I'll just push myself into him. And he kind of forgets that he's trying to ask a question <laughs> because yeah. it's Joey. So in the main part of the episode, we start off down in the cafe Monica and Phoebe are sitting down there when both Rachel and Joey burst in with exciting news. And Joey can barely contain his own excitement because he cannot allow Rachel to continue telling her story. He's going to be on two TV shows. And Rachel's news is that Ralph Lauren himself went to her office, super proud of her, and now she is the new merchandising manager for Polo Retail. So they're kind of bat like battling back and forth for their friends' attention. Monica and Phoebe pretty much have like friendship whiplash because they're going back and forth between <laughs> these two friends. Joey's getting back on Days of Our Lives. Rachel gets a raise, um, and they go back and forth like this to compete for their, you know, happiness sort of until Rachel sort of gets the last word. Um, but they they're both really excited about these these happenings in their life, and so they get to share it with their friend. Um, so one of the things that she announced was that she gets to hire an assistant. So we follow Rachel to work and Rachel is interviewing people for the assistant role. And honestly, okay, Llewellyn, I think about this pretty constantly. I'm in no 
I am not in a position to be able to hire somebody underneath me. I am not in a leadership position at all. And it's one of those things that I've thought about. How do people know what questions to ask to hire? How do they know who's going to be a a great fit based on those questions? How can you... Nobody trains you how to interview people, I feel like. It's and solid, Rachel, it's a solid question. It's a it's a big fear of mine. Like one day I'm going to be in a position where I have to hire somebody and I'm going to be like, I don't know, you seem cool. <laughs> and that's like <laughs> You're pull not the basis. Yeah, that's not the basis for hiring somebody. So there's this weird incompetence that I feel because what am I supposed to say? I it feels like everybody who's interviewing you knows what they're doing because you're coming in and you're the one that has to convince them. So you automatically feel like there's this power imbalance that you're yeah. trying to convince them that you fit in what they need. And so it always makes you think that they absolutely know what they're doing. And I'm like, how many times did I sit in front of somebody and they have no idea what they're doing? They're, they're just sort of guessing like everybody else on how to do something. I guess the only, Um, the only way that I could think of like being prepared for something like that is if you're and like, this doesn't apply to Rachel because she just got the position, but like if you're in a position for a long time and the demand gets higher and you need somebody underneath you to help, like the only way I could think you'd be prepared for that is like, you're just going off your own experience and it's like, okay, I know that this is what I do and these are the things I need help with so that I can do the rest of my stuff. So then you just base the questions off of that. But yeah, in Rachel's case, like she just got promoted to this and then all of a sudden she has to hire an assistant. Like, do you even know what you're yeah, doing so at this true. point? So, that's yeah. That's so true. My gosh. Yeah. So that's a legitimate fear of mine. Like who, how do you, it's real. Who do you, it's real. Who do you know who, you, who to hire? I don't get it. Yeah. Also, can we um, talk about the clutter in that office oh i didn't even notice it because i was so focused on my own fear when she was interviewing the two candidates like the clutter Uh around that office was atrocious and it gets better but i was like i can't i i could not work in this space was it meant to show that she was like moving in i think so at first i was like why would she ever be in an office like this? But then as we get farther into the episode, you see that like, it looks a bit more put together. So Mm -hmm. I think it was meant for that. But at first it was like, there were clothes everywhere. There was like fabric everywhere. There were boxes laying around like, and Mm, not like I just moved in boxes, but like half open, half unboxed. Like it was weird. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so Rachel or, Hilda or Helga or whatever her name is leaves. And I have no idea because her name has left me now that tag has walked in. And honestly, I know we, I know we put his name as a literal half score in our episode (laughs) ratings, but I forgot how swoony he was. I mean, he's, he's tall and you don't think he's tall, but when you put him up against like Jennifer Aniston, he's actually tall Yeah, and he has like dark hair, light eyes. I had to, I had to like PG myself on what I was going to say about him in this episode because I was unprepared for how much I was like, holy dang, this guy is hot. And honestly, Rachel is no less smitten with him than I am. That's funny. So much, so much so that she already is making excuses for his lack of experience on his resume. She's, she's like, oh no, but look at this. You did this. And he's like, no, I know it's not a lot. And she's like, oh no. Oh, like she's totally making excuses from him 
But I, okay, Llewellyn, I have to ask you. Now that we're in our, I, we're, it's not still, it's not quite still mid-30s, but almost. I mean, we're, we're, we're about to knock on the door of our mid-30s. <laughs> okay. I have to ask you, are you, <laughs> this is going to reveal a lot about very me. I'm very scared of this question. <laughs> very scared. I'm very scared. Is is your I don't know if your mantra has always been this. Mine was for a while, but are you a only date up or are you a willing to date down and We've buy up and down conversation. any age? I f- have we? I can't remember. We have. Um, we've had like a what's your age range that you would date at this point in time? Um, You're right. We did on this on this on this show. We did on this didn't very we? podcast. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think just to briefly like re re up it. If anybody's curious, it's I I would go lower, but not not very low. Like I how much lower? Uh, see, I don't want to give away my age. Has that changed since we first mentioned so, it in the podcast? Like four years max. Oh, like, they have to be within like four years younger, and I'll go. I'll go six years older, so like a ten year gap. Oh no! But I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, that almost put that puts them in two different decades. So I'm like, <laughs> my range is ridiculous. Oh no! Please tell me what is it like one and two? Like you want somebody your own age? Okay. No, but if you had asked me, I'm curious to know how I answered myself previously on this podcast, because there was a time where I would have said, absolutely not. It only can be older. Like, it has to be older because men, to me, are so immature. But that's really unfair. Um, it's really unfair, and I think I've just learned that I can give a little on the age. <laughs> there... <laughs> There was a guy that I had a crush on like maybe a year ago who was exactly 10 years younger than me oh almost to the day. <laughs> and I would I would have gone out on a date with him if he had asked. He he didn't know who I was, so it's not really fair to like, you know, say anything about it, but I would have absolutely gone on a date with him and would have heavily considered like, okay, is could this be serious? My only issue is that I cannot there's something about anybody above like 36. I don't mind giving my age. Right now I'm 33. And I I there's something in me that like I cannot think if if they're in their 40s, <laughs> it's almost like you're so old. <laughs> Okay, but I said six but years. Also, that probably still keeps got them their, in their 30s. They've probably also got their crap together, too. So I'm like, so who am I to true. say? And maybe I've not. But every time I see a person. Okay, now this might be unfair because on Hinge, which is the dating app that I primarily sort of use. I, I have a hate-hate relationship with it, really. <laughs> but I'm still on it. So the thing about that, though, is anytime I've seen anybody who's like 38 or older on hinge i'm always like oh god it's never like the hot like like daddy vibes that you want (laughs) for someone who's still single in their 40s it's always like oh no i know why you're single in your 40s got it (laughs) do you know what i mean you know what i mean i do know what you mean (laughs) 
you're just shocked that I said it <laughs> a little bit. Um, I just like I've never seen a guy on there that's like actually still has things going for them <laughs> in that age range on Hinge. So it makes me adverse to that age range. I get it. But I'm I not saying it. I wouldn't either because I used to like, I mean, when I was in my mid 20s, I would be crushing on actors in their early 40s. So it's not like I'm against it. It's just in real life, there's nobody that's like tempting enough to be like, yeah, I'd breach the 40, like the 40th decade to date someone. <laughs> I'm going to love when we both get married and we have to listen back to this and we're like, oh my God, what were we saying? And we because both married 40 year olds. Outside of our range. Or like, yeah, or our ranges are way off. Like, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. I love that for us. So anything about like their first interaction? Because we're going to see a little bit more of Tag coming up. Uh, no. Okay. So in the cafe, Chandler is chilling when some rando comes to sit in that pod and Chandler just politely excuses him out. <laughs> He's like, uh-uh. Of that. Uh-uh. <laughs> just sort of like takes up the whole space and doesn't even let him sit there so the guy like legit moves which i think is so funny and phoebe and monica come in they're talking all secret of like and chandler wants to know like what were you just talking about in fact he wants no secrets between them and monica likes that very much because she wants to know what happened to ross at disney and he like denies her for the smallest moment until she says that she'll tell her or she'll tell him her story if he tells him her his oh my gosh that was so confusing pretty much i'll show you mine if you show me yours but like stories version so he does and then she does and they are not even and she knew it she manipulated him so hard yeah, in this she moment did. she knew that she knew that her secret was nothing and yet she went for one of the biggest secrets that she's, she's probably been pining after knowing forever um and essentially it was that Ross and Chandler at Disney stopped for tacos in a guy's trunk practically and when Ross went on the roller coaster he got diarrhea essentially is what it is yeah and she thought that was hilarious and that's going to play out on a grand scale here in a little bit okay the way he like excitedly so crossed his legs on the couch was so cute <laughs> He is so cute. He is. I love Chandler. <laughs> I love Chandler. Okay, so speaking of them, up in their apartment, we're going to follow them up there. And Rachel is asking hiring advice from Chandler about her assistant. Phoebe chimes in and tells her that she should, or like what she should do, um, which she knows, but she doesn't want to hear. She's like, well, obviously you have to hire the one with the most experience. And she goes, but did I tell you that he's so pretty? And she even shows the picture. And Phoebe is impressed with this gentleman's looks. Yes. Um, but she stands firm on her answer. And even Chandler gets a look at the picture and goes, whoa, wow. <laughs> like, wow, wow. And he's like, all right, first of all, don't. He says, what was the first thing? He says, don't he tell. Said, don't tell Monica. I don't just do did that. Well, he did that as a second. He goes, um, like, don't hire this guy if he doesn't have the experience. And also, don't tell Monica. I said, wow, <laughs> to this guy. <laughs> so funny. 
Um, so we go with Joey to the Days of Our Lives set, and Joey is back on set and very excited to be back in these hallowed halls. He's like, they seem smaller. And he's like, yeah, we changed buildings, you idiot. Um, and then all of a sudden, we find out that Joey has to audition for the role and he is not prepared to do that he is so thrown off that he starts to brag badly i was cringing i was like don't do that joey do oh yeah. no 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 it don't hurt do that to joey. watch don't this say scene. that it did it was like you it was a train wreck you're watching yeah. a, you're watching a car wreck you're watching a train wreck and you can't help but rubberneck because you're just looking and it was so bad. And then he bails. Like, he's bailing on this audition. He thinks he has this entitlement that he doesn't have to do it because he played Dr. Drake Memori. So, of course, a twin brother who looks more like me than me. And it's bad. It's really bad. Um, and we're going to come back to, like, how bad it was. So, in the office, in Rachel's office, Tag brings a gift to Rachel to thank her for not practically laughing in his face about his lack of experience and he says I've noticed there's no plants in here and then he's like oh except you do have a plant and he's like obviously being observant is not something I should put on my resume and she kind of laughs and he is just about out of the door I mean he is he is about gone when all of a sudden because he he asks like so I guess you've hired someone and she doesn't really get the chance to answer before he's like thanking her and turning around and she hires him on the spot and then makes him go down to fire Hilda. Yeah. So bad. This is not uh, a great Rachel moment. That is no. so bad. Yeah. Um, so Tag wasn't completely wrong. When he did bring her a plant, he, he was accurate in noticing that there were no plants when he was being interviewed because there were no plants mm. in there. Um, so those were definitely added after the fact. Oh. So his... Okay. point of being observant was incorrect because there wasn't any plants oh. to start with. Good catch. Uh, okay. Chandler in Monica's apartment. Chandler comes home to a taco dinner for Monica because she couldn't stop thinking about <laughs> tacos. And he was like, I had the same thought he did. Like, I would have thought that you would have not wanted tacos yourself. Yes. So the fact that, like, she wanted tacos. I was like, ugh. But Ross also stops by wondering what he's going to do for dinner. And it pro this probably happens all the time where he's like, hey, guys, just off of work, what are you guys doing for dinner tonight? Let's see what's going on. Let's see if my friends are doing anything so that Ross doesn't have to cook for himself. I totally understand that. <laughs> like, we all know that he wants to get the invite, but when he finds out that they're, <laughs> that they're having tacos... He says he'll pass, and, and then he has this quick exchange with Chandler that he still can't eat those. And Monica is hiding behind the <laughs> fridge door, heard the whole exchange, and is, like, cackling to herself behind the door. And Ross demands to know what's so funny, and he figures it out pretty quickly that she knows. he's Monica cannot stop laughing. Ross is so mad at Chandler that he confronts him, and... Like Chandler says, like, okay, I'm sorry, but there are no secrets between us. Um, like, if, we're, if we're getting married, we can't have secrets. And so Ross, taking that information for himself, decides to hint at Atlantic City. Monica hears and obviously wants to be told. So Ross does. 
And, and Chandler's like, I said, like, what did, dude, like, did the not clear you out that, like, I didn't want that to be told? So it turns out that Chandler kissed a dude, and he didn't know about it, and so he's very defensive about this as well. And this starts, like, an entire exchange between the three of these friends that we'll catch up with in a minute. Yeah. Um, in the meanwhile, Joey and Phoebe are chilling over at Joey's place, and um, Rachel comes home and asks about Hilda. I think it's funny that, like, at the same time that three of the friends are over in the other apartment having, like, a tell-all, that the other three are right across the, like, right across the hallway doing their own thing. Like, that they yeah, wouldn't all be together fun. if they were, like, in the same building. But it's kind of nice that they've sort of split up a little bit. So they ask about Hilda to Rachel, and she cannot give them a straight answer. She keeps saying, my assistant was so happy to be hired. My assistant is great. You know, she cannot say that he, and she also can't lie and say that, like, yeah, she's great. So she just doesn't say anything. Meanwhile, Joey gets a call from his producers of Mac and Cheese um, to tell Joey some horrible news. It is canceled and he doesn't understand and when he asks the girls like it was a good show right they both do what phoebe did earlier which is press themselves into him so that he they don't have to answer so they use the same sort of you know method that phoebe used earlier which was good like funny continuity of like a a good callback yeah now across the hall oh do you have anything Um, special about that well we see the magnet at all but I did my best to figure out what it was, um, and I couldn't for the life of me. It was too blurry every time I tried to stop it. Um, I even Googled it, and I couldn't find anything. So I I assume it was a flower of some sort. But if any friends out there are watching this episode and you're like, oh, it's definitely this, let me know. Because I could not figure out what it was. It was just too grainy. I couldn't like get a good picture of it which is weird because i feel like we can always at least have one shot where you see the magna doodle mm-hmm. but i couldn't yeah okay um we resume across the hall um to the tell-all in the apartment and chandler tells a story of ross wearing leg warmers ross tells about how chandler entered a vanilla ice lookalike contest and won ross came in fourth and cried and Monica is having so much fun at these guys' expense that Ross decides to pull her into the tails, and she threatens him. But no. Now Ross and Monica are telling Chandler things about each other, and then Monica turns on Chandler. It's it's like that Thanksgiving episode all over when Judy said, that's a lot of information to get in 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's another tell-all. And so Ross tries to get Chandler, but it was a story about himself, and yet the trump card here is Chandler kissed a guy. So it's this like big exchange, all of this information back and forth, back and forth. Now it's it's not even two against, it's not even Chandler versus Ross anymore to Monica. It's every man for themselves telling every secret they know about each other. Yeah, it was in pretty situation. Intense. It was so bad. Um, so we hop back over to Joey's, and he's so bummed about the situation. He went from having two shows to zero shows. And he has he has to confess to the girls that he might not be in the great, like the greatest standing with the Days of Our Lives cast, like the casting director. He's like, I think they might hate me over there a little bit, because they're like, why don't you just go and like explain your situation? He's like, I don't know if I can. And that's pretty much that scene, unless you have something else. No. 
Wait, okay. it was pretty quick. Joey's apartment? Uh, yes. Yes. Um, Joey at one point tells Rachel and Phoebe that he, you know, he was expected to audition for the role. And when Phoebe shouts like madness, there's like a quick cut and it like goes from her face to, I think, the three of them on the side. And you can see her still saying the word madness, even though we've passed that point. So it was like a. Yes. A weird cut. Yeah, I did notice that too. Um, okay, so we're we're coming into work with Rachel, and she catches Tag practicing on the phone about how he's going to answer the phone when Phoebe stops by, and she is charmed by him immediately. And but Rachel is mortified because she knows she has lied. Rachel, uh, Phoebe had given her the opposite of the like opposite advice to hire Hilda and she didn't take it so now she's been found out by her friend so she calls her into the office and Phoebe's line here is pure gold she goes so you hired yourself a little treat did you <laughs> and it is the way she says it is I love that Phoebe holds people accountable in this show like she does not let them slide by so easily yeah she's um, good. which is like it is very much like a Phoebe thing. She does that, and I love that about her. And she makes sure that Rachel knows, like, you cannot get involved with your assistant. But when someone comes in and inquires after him, she makes sure to, like, stave them off by telling her that he's gay. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, yeah, he's gay. Bummer. Like, to try and ward off other people in the office. <laughs> um, and that's going to come back in a minute, too. Um, we go back to the days of our lives that Joey is has come to grovel he wants an opportunity and he will beg for it he wants another chance but the chance and this is the part that I don't really get like he's like all right we'll give you another chance but the chance is for him to lie in his coma on set which they don't even need him for they they could have used an extra so I don't understand why they hired him back I, I don't get this scene at all honestly it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. He, I would definitely not have hired him back. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they just wanted to get him to shut up. I don't know. Or maybe there's a maybe there's a maybe there's a storyline I'm not remembering. Because he does come back on the show, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Or has he already? But it, it, so I don't think he's just... on there for very long, though. I know. Yeah, I don't remember. That's okay. Um, it just, the scene to me was, it was such a bad scene. Like, just bad, bad writing, bad, like, wrap-up of that storyline. It just fell very flat for me, and I think that's what has me so, like, what happened in that scene? Anyways... Um, we're in the cafe. This is the scene in the transition that it showed the two towers again. Oh, yeah. Um, and it looked really great. Now, the trio is quietly sitting together. So Monica, Chandler, and Ross. They're ashamed, probably feeling guilty, too, um, when they start sort of each making excuses for the things that were shared about them to each other. And then Chandler decides that maybe there should be 
that there should be secrets in a relationship. <laughs> He's like, remember, remember when I said that there should be none? Maybe there should be. <laughs> what are your feelings about that? Secrets in a relationship. Uh, I mean, I feel like there's a... I feel like you should be open and honest with each other because uh, there's just a mm-hmm. level, you know, like of trust that you have to have in this type of relationship. I mean, every relationship is different, but like in this type of relationship, I feel like you should have complete honesty with each other. Um, but I think when it comes to things like what they're throwing at each other, like those don't really matter. Like what happened to Ross at Disneyland in 1980 something. Like, I don't think that really matters, but yeah, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like, yeah, when it comes to like life decisions and, um, you know, I really don't think there's anything too big or small in this type of situation that you should just be open with each other. But yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, obviously they used a lot of those things as just funny points in this whole episode, but I think in the end, you should be honest. Why? What do you think? No, I, I agree. I think that there are some things where it's like, if it's not pertinent to like the logistics of a relationship and how like the relationship affects the other person or how the situation affects the other person. Like, I don't think it's needed to be shared. Um, but I also think that like people can get into a really slippery slope with secrets and like, I think open communication with your partner is like super important. Yeah. And, and then even finding the boundaries in communication for yourselves. Like there are some things that some couples might like, talk about more openly whereas other couples might say like hey just just for like the safety of our relationship I don't think we should talk about that because it makes me feel insecure things like that or Mm -hmm. whatever like I can think of like a bunch of different examples so I think like finding the rhythms for your own but I would rather err on too much than not enough in certain like in certain topics yeah Um, and then figure out from there like what makes sense for the relationship so but I I think open communication is like the biggest thing um to be able to like connect like have the that connection with somebody so um all right well we're almost done ross thinks that maybe all of their shared secrets should not leave the group and they all gracefully agree um except don't hang out with phoebe because she definitely knows and so does everyone from chandler's office (laughs) so they've (laughs) already shared ross's secret to like people that they know um now in the tag scene the ironically tag comes in (laughs) and says that he got asked out twice by guys and wants to know if she told everyone um that he was gay and she asks like oh you don't want people to know that and this feels like an hr scandal to me i'm like Uh, you are flirting with a sexual harassment lawsuit rachel because yep he she like he really doesn't want her to think that he's gay and she wants to know why and like because she thinks it has to do with her like her of all people oh why like she's she very much wants to know and he's willing to tell her except for what he has to say is not what she wants to hear he wants to ask phoebe out and so she says oh yeah she's gay that's like her main defense to try and keep people away from each other is saying that they're not attracted to the opposite gender. <laughs> and, um, and so that's how we kind of end the episode. 
Um, yeah. Anything else? Like any other fun facts or like um, There wasn't a whole lot in this episode. Um, in the show, it's known that Rachel is five years older than Tag. But in real life, Jennifer Aniston is nine years older than Eddie Cahill. So when this episode was shot, Aniston was 31 and he was 22. I think the scene where the three of them are just going at each other, just because it was so back and forth and some of it just seemed so unnecessary, but then also it was just so funny to watch. Okay. I think for me, it's not so much, it's not so much a scene as it is a moment. And it's when, for me, it's when Phoebe comes in to uh, Rachel's workplace and says, so you hired yourself a little treat, did ya? Just, there's so much said in that one sentence of calling Rachel out and holding her accountable to her crap. And like, yeah, I just thought that it was so funny. And the way that she said, there's just her delivery for that line, Lisa Kudrow's delivery for that line was perfect. So I think that's like my favorite moment of the whole episode. And it's not even the whole scene in and of itself. It's just that one line. It's so good. Yeah. Um, what about episode rating system then? Um, I think I'm going to give this one an, oh my God. Um, it wasn't my favorite. I think it's because tag's not my favorite. Um, it yeah. just, it just felt like a sexual harassment thing. Like what not to do yeah. the whole episode. Uh, I mean, the Chandler, Monica and Ross storyline was funny, but also I feel like we didn't need that either. So it just and didn't we sort feel of have already done it. Yeah. It just didn't really feel like an episode that like, it, it almost just felt like an add-on episode. Like, we're going to put this in here because we need a filler. Um, yeah. So it wasn't my favorite. But it did have funny moments, so I'm not going to go any lower. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to go one above you to we were on a break. Um. I get like in the grand scheme that tag is not well liked, but I was, I was ready to go all in. (laughs) (laughs) It's the dark hair and light eyes for me. I don't know what that is, but it's so hot on guys. Um, And I did really like Phoebe in this episode. Yeah, I'll just it's it's like all the same things for that you said, but I'll just rate it a little bit higher. Okay, I guess. Cool. Um, okay, post show wrap up. I'm gonna skip social media spotlight. I have a couple that I've been sitting on for a long while, except for I keep forgetting when I go to do it that there are audio. There's a lot of audio messages involved, and I don't like I can't listen to them in real time and remember. So I'm gonna have to like write down what the recap is and I just haven't done that so I keep I keep pushing it off but it's been like two months so um our friend Grace out there I'm sorry I've been holding on to yours for forever but I promise I'll get to it I also think that I'll announce right now that like I will keep doing social media spotlight but if I'm really honest um 
I love just being to inter like just being able to interact without having to f- like so what I end up doing is I end up ignoring everybody on Instagram until we get to the podcast and then when we finally get it out there I respond to it all and then delete the thread so that I remember from episode to episode like which ones we've talked to and which we haven't and I'd rather just answer in real time and interact with you guys versus holding off and waiting to do it on social media so like keep interacting with us and we'll interact with you guys on the platform itself but I may or may not do a social media spotlight every episode maybe if there's something specific or like a certain call out but I'd rather just interact and not have the pressure I didn't even consult Llewellyn on this I just <laughs> sprung it on her so hopefully no, you're okay I agree with though okay because like I feel like I hold some of these for forever and then I don't respond because I'm waiting for the episode to do it and then if I skip it accidentally or don't find it then I'm late even later than I already was just it's not fun for me to be that late when I'd rather just like if you guys send us a reel I'd rather just open it and see it and respond to it as opposed to having to mark it as unread read it again later if that makes sense so hopefully you guys all of you guys are okay with that um and you'll get more timely messages from me if I do it that way (laughs) um okay so recommend to a friend Yes. Um, So as I mentioned, I think in this month's life updates, I am now working from home. Mm -hmm. um, Yes. Which meant I needed to rethink what my work from home situation looked like. Um, Back in 2020, when I worked from home briefly due to COVID, I had bought a desk. And at the time it worked for me because all I had was like a laptop. But now... Mm-hmm. My desk has two monitors and a laptop, and I have to have all three screens open um, to do my job efficiently. Like, I don't need all three screens, but it helps me go faster, so I have them. So naturally, I needed a bigger desk. And one of my biggest, like, things that I've always wanted was a standing desk because I can't mm-hmm. sit for long periods of time. A, I get super tired if I'm sitting for a long time. My posture really sucks when I'm sitting for a long time. And um, let's be real, I'm getting older and my knees aren't as great as they used to be. I can't sit for that long. So I knew I wanted a standing desk. um, And I decided literally week one of my job, I was like, I can't do this small desk. Like the clutter that Mm -hmm. my desk was collecting in that one week was like overwhelming to me. So instead of waiting, like I probably should have done, I just took the plunge and I bought the desk. Um, It actually conveniently fell on um, Amazon Prime Day as well. So I actually got a deal on it, which was good. Oh, so I, I did a lot of like review on like what people did. And I heard a lot of different things and people were like, just buy the base and then buy your own top, um, buy the whole desk, get this one, get that one. I did a lot of research before and I ended up going with the flexi spot standing desk and they do both. Um, you could just get the base or you could get the whole thing. I opted for the whole thing because it was like $120 off um, at the mm-hmm. time. And I was like, it makes more sense for me to just get the whole thing now than have to like split and buy my own stuff. And I'm not savvy like that. So I was like, I'm not going to figure all that out. So anyways, I bought it. Um, it came in like a week and a half. It came in two separate boxes, which was kind of weird. Um, the top came as one piece. Uh, which I will highly recommend if you're looking for a, a standing desk. 
there's a lot of options out there that are cheaper, but they're two pieces. So they like the, the desktop is like split in half. And while that could mm-hmm. work, I just, in looking at mine, I don't know how that would work. And I just feel like it would break a lot easier because it's two separate pieces. Um, so if you're going to buy it, I highly recommend buying the like one desktop piece. Um, but it came in two boxes. The frame came in one box and I had to put that together. And then the top came. I will be really honest. It was terrible to put together. It was not the easiest thing. Definitely have a second person. I didn't. Um, but it is possible to put it together. It just took me a long time and the directions were not helpful. So definitely use Google. Um, but I absolutely love it. I probably stand at my desk like 75% of my day and I sit the rest of it. Um, it's got controls where I can, I can pre-program it to four different heights. So I literally just, when I'm ready to stand, I like scoot back, I press the button and it rises to the, what I want it as. Um, and then again, when I want to sit, I just press it, get my chair and like, I don't have to stand there and hold buttons, which is really nice. Um, it's very spacious. I bought the bigger one. I think it's 30 by 50. Yeah. 50 long, 30 short. I'm, I suck at measurements. Sorry guys. Um, but it's great. It's exactly what I need. It fits all of my stuff. Um, next I'm going to start getting like different accessories for it. I also got a stand for my like monitors and stuff, which I really enjoy. Um, but it's perfect for what I, I need. My next hopeful investment will be a treadmill for under my desk because I would like to actually move because I just, if I stand for too long, sometimes I start leaning and I just feel like that's terrible on my posture. So anyways, this is, I'm mm-hmm. rambling. Um, I absolutely love my FlexiSpot standing desk. If you are interested, they're on Amazon. I'm sure they have their own website too. I bought it on Amazon. Um, their customer service is great. Mine came with a dent in the top, which I was very bummed about because, you know, it's a lot of money and you don't want defects. It was a shipping issue, but they um, responded very nicely and gave me a partial refund, which was really nice. So got it for even cheaper than I expected. Um, And there's a minor ding in it, but they're great customer service. So if you're looking for a standing desk or, you know, somebody in your life that wants one, I recommend the FlexiSpot standing desk. And they also have smaller versions. I know mine sounds pretty big. They do have smaller ones um, that I've seen a lot of people get as well, but I had three, three screens to go work with. So I figured the bigger, the better. So yes, I will stop now. Nice. That's awesome. Um, my recommend to a friend, I have been holding on to this for, I think a half a season. So I kept pushing yes, it, you pushing have. it, pushing it. Um, my recommend to a friend is the brand Tillamook, which I guess is a cheese brand that I didn't know about. Um, they make ice cream sandwiches. And when I was recovering from surgery, my boss, when she dropped off dinner one night, she brought a, I think it's maybe four or six pack of these ice cream sandwiches from Tillamook. And I thought they were so good. I think I got the mudslide chocolate mudslide is might might be what it's called um but i think they have about six different flavors um i thought they were good they tasted like they were um maybe not so full of fake sugars and stuff i could be wrong i didn't look at the nutritional value but i thought they were great they were small but not so small they were just a great treat at night when i was wanting something sweet 
Um, so yeah, Tillamook ice cream sandwiches, recommend to a friend. They were delicious, especially for this hot time of summer. Um, and as always, we always link our recommend to a friend in the show notes. So take a look there. Final reminder to enter yourself and get your friends on board with the, um, little people friends Fisher price giveaway that we're doing on our Instagram. Yes. Next week, we are going to cover the one with the engagement picture. Oh, I know what's coming. That's so funny. All right. We'll see you guys next week on the one with friends podcast.